Bubble Wrap, Lucky 13 tonight, recapping the big NBA games and news from Tuesday, August 11th in Disney World. Oh boy, what a day. Shout out to everyone joining us live on YouTube and to all of our podcast listeners downloading those classics on the Athletic Network, Apple, and Spotify. I'm Jay Skeets and joining us tonight, as always, Cass Mellis. How about those Calgary Flames, eh? Just had, to get in. Just had to get in a little hockey because I know we're not going to get in any other sports. we got real basketball to talk about. We also got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. hey yo. hey we got the international man of mystery taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friends. Lee mm. <sighs> and last but not least, making this magic happen, JD. Hello. There he is, and here we are. Yeah, my goodness. We've got your Mega Bowl update for you because all four of those teams chasing the final two spots, the eighth and the ninth seeds for that play-in tournament series, Mega Bowl, were all in action today. Some fared well, some struggled. We'll try and touch on all of them, but we got to start with the game we were waiting to wrap up. We're going a little earlier tonight here on Tuesday. Those last two games on the, on the schedule pointless they're basically pointless throw them out chuck them in the garbage compost them task whatever you want to do <laughs> but we were waiting for the blazers mavericks game to end and my god thank god we did blazers pulled this out 134 mavericks 131 and it was dame time 61 trey kirby i think you and i are rich we hit the over on a guy going 55 and a half points over in the seeding games he oh, baby! It. And uh, wow, what an unbelievable game. Uh, Task, get us started on this one. Again, it just ended, so it's tough to wrap your head around these things uh, right in the moment. But my God, I mean, he just shot every single time. And if he didn't shoot it, <laughs> he was getting an assist, basically, during the stretch. It's just incredible. It's really just incredible to watch him say, CJ McCollum, you're you're a good player, I guess, but uh-uh. Just, you're just not shooting. 61 points of 134. He did the 51 uh, the other night. I mean, he just... It, there are no words. It, it, there really are no words. I, I just... I think, like, how long can he keep this going and... How long uh, did that shot stay in the air after it bounced on the rim? That's, those are my only questions. That it literally was. I thought it hit the camera for a second on top of the backboard or the shot clock or something. Like I know it went straight up, but I've just never seen something like that. Before. Never it, seen it just, that. How it just high took did that forever. go? I mean, is it ten feet in the air? Fifteen feet? It went so high. It like disappeared on the camera angle. Oh my God! That yeah, that's he was feeling it that much, Lee. When you're hitting shots like that, that's the shooter's touch if I've ever seen one. The guy just can't miss right now. You know, against the Clippers, uh, I I said he looked heavy in the legs. He looked tired when he missed those two free throws late that ended up costing them a game. Since then, he's gone 33 for 34 <laughs> from downtown, and he's gone 11 for 20. Uh, 13 33 for 29. From 34. Okay, okay. <laughs> he's on fire. <laughs> I don't think he shot 33 from 34 from downtown. He's been good, but not that good. Yeah, 33 from 34 free throws, and then yes. 13 for 20. 29 threes. Uh, but even tonight, he only had 32 field goal attempts for his 61 points. So it's not like he went out there and, you know, put up like a 45 field goal effort. He just, and he saw Chris Tapsporzingis there who could do nothing. If Chris Tapsporzingis was laying off him, he would hit the three. And if he wasn't, he would just go inside and either get to the lane or get a foul called anyway. And uh, just CJ McCollum was not there tonight. And Dame, I think, realized that even Gary Trent, he's called off as well. It's like, 
basically this is going to be down to me going to get those points. Mello hit a couple of baskets as well, yep. and even Whiteside got them one. But Lillard was just like, I can't really trust anyone else. This has to be me. And then he and he went out and did it. And a couple of those deep ones. I mean, you, you talk about the one that bounced high, but he had another couple of deep ones as well. So just an incredible performance, uh, backing up a fifty-one point night. With a 61-point night and two games before that, he had a just a 45-point game. So, um, I mean, yeah, wow. Who is he looking at? He's looking at the stands that aren't the stands. Like, he is turning around. He's done it multiple times. At the end of the game, when, when the final buzzer went off, he's looking up at potentially, I don't know if there are players sitting out there, but he's done it multiple times, like towards the camera, and he had a little smack talk tonight. There's somebody there. He's looking at something. It's Paul George. Paul George was there watching. He couldn't I, believe it. I, that would make sense. <laughs> if Paul George was there and the and TNT didn't show us that he was there, but I don't think they show everybody. that side. No, I don't think they there. show this side at all. Like I the, think what I task, you're absolutely right. He kept doing it. He did it right at the end. You're just like staring up. I think the guy just has a flair for the dramatic. I think he knows where the cameras are at all times, and he knows that he's on camera in this instance. He just goes for sixty plus, and he just. He is looking at all of us. He is looking at all the other guys. I think I don't think it's actually a person there, so to speak, as much as it is to the camera. That's my take on it. Because okay. you know, the guys, the guys in the show business, he's in music. <laughs> you know, I feel like try. these guys are looking at the camera all the time. Yeah. There's nothing else in there. It's whipping up and down the court. It's you know a little bit closer to their level on the wires for sure. They're looking at it. Uh, but Dame, man, you gotta love a guy who is playing in these must-win games. The team looks like they might be losing it in the fourth quarter. And he says, not on my watch. Like, he could have missed those shots. You know, the the super high bouncer was still, what, 35 feet? Like, a ridiculously far shot, even if it's a swish. But you would rather do it shooting your shot rather than, you know, passing the ball around, trying to get everybody else involved. That's the true Mamba mentality. Go out shooting. It works out sometimes. 61. Are you kidding me? I screamed. I screamed on the bounce. Scared Laura. She's like, what? I was like, watch the replay. Watch the replay. You'll understand. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm lost for words. It, it is pretty spectacular here. I also don't know if I'm more convinced that the Blazers are going to take a couple of games off the Lakers if they get in there as the eight seed, or I'm less convinced because they're defense is laugh out loud. I mean, the Mavericks are just as bad. This is why we have a 134 to 131 game. It's like you're talking about uh, the, you know, Porzingis Lee, anytime he's involved, like guys, stop backing up off him. You know, like, oh my God, put some pressure on him to do something else. I'm talking about Damian Lillard. Like we're just giving him all these, all this room and he's easily going to step into it. But I don't think the Blazers are so bad defensively. It's, it's almost like, yeah, it's almost like a joke at this point watching these games. It's like, we're just going to outscore you. Like, we don't care. <laughs> we're, we'll try and hit three uh, for every two. Maybe we'll let you get at the rim there as a layup or foul you like a dumb foul. Like, there's, like, no, I, there's no pressure defensively. Yeah, it, it is uh, hilarious to hear people talk about the Blazers and, and assess their defense and say their best perimeter defender is Gary Trent Jr., the guy doesn't even start. I mean, they're starting three <laughs> perimeter guys that are going to get blown by it, usually in Dame, CJ, and Carmelo Anthony. That, that's who their, their three guys are. And then or, or their best, you know, big men, uh, the best defenders on the starting lineup are big men in Zach Collins and Yusuf Nurkic. But 
in 2020. He's in foul trouble though too, and I think part of the reason is he's just got so much to do. You know, so he's contesting so many guys' shots, and then he's you know fighting for rebounds. He's a bit clumsy as well, and uh, yeah, it's too big. Yeah. I mean, to yeah. guard to be guarding in space, it's just asking a lot of Yusuf Nurkic. He's that's just, that's just a huge, huge question mark. And yeah, that's why. Uh, I mean, two things. I think what you're saying, Skeets, uh, as far as as the defense goes, sure, but also we're riding high right now. But you can't expect back-to-back 50s uh, every single night. I mean, we Why? saw it in, in the Why playoffs. La- From him, he's going to shoot him. He's well, yeah, because him. we saw it in the playoffs last year. He took out OKC, uh, and then it, it slowed down. Like, he did start okay. He started well in the Denver series. He started with the 39, and then things slowed down. And, and they took him out of the game, and then it's just round after round. And the, listen, if, as far as the Lakers go, yeah, maybe we can have a couple. Uh, but I think I think it's just way too much to expect. And that's... The thing about this bubble experience, we thought Dame Lillard would come in here and steal the show these first eight games. Like, this was his to lose in, in a way because he is definitely the best player and he's shown that he's done this over and over and over again. Uh, but, yeah, those I think those two factors, the D and the fact that, come on. I mean, you might get a 50-point night for Melo, but it's just so much to ask of him over and over and over again when your D just can't come up with uh, stops. Or, or not even that. Like, I'll be honest, watching this game, I was like... They're going to have a 55-plus game from Dame here, and they're going to lose to the Dallas Mavericks because they kept giving up offensive rebounds. Oh. Like, they would actually get a stop. You know, the Mavs would miss a shot. And then it was like Luca grabbing a board inside, another one bouncing a little too far. Somebody's just, like, out-hustling CJ to the ball. Like, McCollum had a brutal game. Oh. And it's like, okay, the guy's missing shots. You get it? It does happen. But there was that one play late. It's like McCollum should have come up with the ball. Like he sort of, he half-assed it. He didn't really go for it. And the Mavs got, I was like, oh my God, they're going to lose this way. But of course, uh, you know, Dame pulls it out. And Melo, uh, you know, was pretty big like you guys have thrown in there. He he deli- he came through as the, the Robin to the Batman there for, uh, for Dame. So the Blazers are not a lock that they're in this thing. It's not official official yet. They're looking good. They're looking really good that they're going to be the eighth or ninth seed. I believe I have that right. Things could still happen where, um, you know, they possibly don't make it. Um, I think, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe they're officially in now. But they're not a lock to be the eight seed. And something interesting, Tass, that you were saying there, I like their chances of maybe taking a game or two off the Lakers if they're the eight seed and they only have to win one game in the play-in Mega Bowl, right? Like, get some rest for Damian Lillard and some of these guys. I mean, they're already rolling short rotations as it is. That would be big. If they don't have to be the ninth seed and maybe have to win two, it's a back-to-back, of course, over the weekend, then you roll right into the playoffs, a little bit of time off would maybe help their chances. You know what I mean? I think I saw Hollinger say, if they get in there, they should just rest all their guys in game one versus the Lakers. (laughs) Just give them the day off and just punt away game one. But... uh, so it's a That's disadvantage crazy. for the one seed because they have to take the weekend off to wait for the play-in tournament. And it's also a disadvantage for the teams in the play-in tournament. What's going to happen game one, one Ooh. versus eight? I think it's going to go to five overtimes like this hockey game. Going on right <laughs> now. I, think, I think that's what's going to happen. Uh, anything else to add from this crazy, crazy Blazers-Mavs game? And by the way, there were things on the line for the Dallas Mavericks too. I mean, there was the possibility for them to climb up a little higher in the seedings. Uh, I'm not sure if that's a done deal at this point, if they're uh, sort of a lock for the seventh, but their chances are going up or are, are less and less with this L. Anything else yeah. to add? Well, they're, they're a game and a half back of Utah right now, so I don't That's really got to be a wrap then. Yeah, yeah, I don't think they can go up. But um, the Blazers' next game against Brooklyn too, so they're going to win that game. Uh, so 
The pressure is obviously on Phoenix and Memphis here and San Antonio to also win the their Brooklyn games. The Brooklyn Nets are five and two, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, you think you tell me that Damian Lillard's going to shoot 61 against the uh, the Mavericks and then lose to the Nets? Hey, I'm I saw a guy Lillard. named Jeremiah Martin had a career high today. I said Martin, career high points. I was like, oh, Keelan? No, Jeremiah, who's this guy? They're balling, man. It's going Lillard. down to the wire, Lee. Lillard's getting 80 against the Nets. He, uh, he, he might score, in fact, he might score every single point in that game just to make sure they win it so but man what a race that's gonna be that uh yeah and i'd like to just fact check myself i I was right they're not officially you know in this thing for sure with the win tonight now if they win um you know they clinch the eight seed with a win over brooklyn like you're saying or a memphis phoenix and san antonio all losing and portland can clinch the ninth seed if two of those three teams lose. So uh, they're looking they're looking pretty good that they're going to be at least in this Mega Bowl. Um, I, do, but yeah, who knows? I, I just, uh, looking at the standings, I see the, the Mavs, and we watched Kristaps Porzingis start at the five, and Damian Lillard just took him to school in pick and roll over and over and over again to a point where he got his fifth foul with 3.30 left, and he decided, all right, we can't do this anymore. Maxi Kleba, get in there. Kristaps, you're, you're off the ball. Kleba, you can you can shoot some threes on offense. That That's how it'll work. And isn't that how they should start games? Uh, it's I know that they're pretty thin, but ideally they're pulling what the Lakers are pulling with Anthony Davis, starting him at four and then moving him to the five like the, the Warriors did. Start Draymond Green at the four, move him to the five at the end mm-hmm. of games because it's just killer watching Kristaps in that pick and roll. I mean, on offense, though, it obviously it works. The guy has had an incredible, incredible bubble run, and I'm sure Lee will – include him a little bit later on when we get to the all-bubble teams, or at least he'll be in the conversation. Uh, <laughs> maybe. So, maybe. It's wow. deep at that point. It's deep in it that is. guard position. Oh, my goodness. Kristaps? Kristaps. <laughs> oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah. Sorry, I, 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 was still, I was still just on the Dame high right now. Sorry about yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, so, yeah, I just – Kristaps are getting so much from him. It's just killer to watch. I, I, I just want a good first round. That's all I'm thinking about. I want, I want the Blazers to be at full strength. Uh, I want uh, I want Michael Kidd Gilchrist to have a great career. Uh, I'm just looking at the the mass box score. He had a bucket tonight, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I just, I just think you got I think you just gotta you gotta somehow get Chris Stapps out of that. And Kleba's is a good enough three point shooter to have him in there. I, I understand they probably want a little depth on the bench, but it just doesn't work at the end of games as, as hard as he's trying. It, it's he's gassed it by the end of it. Well, the team we would have been starting with tonight on Bubble Wrap, if it weren't for uh, Dame going for 61 and, and the Blazers pulling that out, the Phoenix Suns. The perfect Phoenix Suns. Still, still undefeated. Uh, trying to make my other bet come through here in these seeding games. Booker, 35 points as they go to 7-0. and They beat the 76ers, shorthanded 76ers, 130-117. to uh, so Booker once again getting it done. I think he's going to come up short, short in the Woe Boy. But Mikel Bridges, 24. Ricky Rubio, I thought, had an awesome game. Uh, 16 and 10. Always fun to be reminded every once in a while just how fun it would be to play with Ricky Rubio, too. And he's like, he's like soccer throwing dimes. He's always throwing it with the two hands over his head. He had a couple beauties. But, uh, yeah, it's a good, solid win. I don't know what you have to add for this. The, the Suns are, are still, of course, very, very much alive, depending on what happens with the Grizzlies. Now, the Suns are out, I think, if uh, the Grizzlies do pick up a W uh, in their final game, which I think is against Milwaukee. So they need some help. Um, but, man, they, the, the, the perfect bubble run here, it's happening. I, I think it's going to happen. I think they're going to go 8-0. It's still, I'm still undecided whether they actually get some luck and get in. 
in the end, it was a pretty comfortable win here for Phoenix, but it wasn't all that comfortable as the final score says. I mean, Philadelphia kept this one within touching distance for sure, but it's funny with Phoenix because who would have thought seven games in, you would have thought gone against Philadelphia and said, well, they should win this game. You know, they, they yeah. I mean, obviously Simmons and Embiid weren't there, but still for Phoenix to sort of keep that uh, momentum going, they had to go out there and win. And again, Booker, just a lazy 35 today. Um, you know, he, he's not doing a whole lot else as far as playmaking and all that for his team, but he's just controlling the game. And uh, and this conti- this run for him is just great to see, and it's great to watch. And I thought Rubio was, you mentioned him, he was good. I thought distributing the ball and uh, and helping sort of control the pace was great there today. But uh, it was Booker still who, who took his team to victory here. And um, yeah, man, I'm going to feel so bad for one of these teams if it's Portland or Phoenix, if they don't make it, or Memphis, I mean... Um, not not as much Memphis because they've really been bad down here and Jaron Jackson. What about the there, Spurs? But... I mean, they've played really yeah, well. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not. You gonna don't feel, feel bad for the Spurs. I'm not going to feel sorry for a team that's made it 22 straight years and pops <laughs> won five championships. I mean, hey, they've they've played well again. You know, no doubt they played well again today against uh, shorthanded Rockets. But uh, but it, it, the story, the feel good story here is uh, Portland and Phoenix, and uh, and one of them's going to go home empty handed, and it's it's going to suck for them. Yeah. We might we might get them still, I guess, playing each other in the Mega Bowl. But yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. There's only one uh, one eighth seed last I checked. Though we should just get rid of maybe like the Magic or something in the East and give them this one. But yeah, uh, yeah honestly, Portland and Phoenix could still go home empty-handed, right? Like they've both been yep. inspiring stories so far, and they could just be playing out the string here, trying to see if anything gets mixed up. We end up with the Grizzlies, like it seemed like it was going to be in the first place, but. Lee, you say no playmaking for Booker, seven assists. Yeah. And Rubio, you know, 10 assists. Dario Saric passing the ball like crazy. He's had a really quality bub. I think it's a nice combination with Mikhail Bridges, Saric, Rubio. Bridges is such a good cutter. They find him underneath the basket all the time. So, yeah, only seven assists for Booker, but he had a huge one late. He had that big-time dunk, and, I mean, he's showing up in the scoring column every single night for these guys, Mm -hmm. putting the team on his back. They look great. Hopefully they go 8-0, even if they don't make the playoffs. That's a huge accomplishment. Oh, yeah. he was uh, Booker was getting the superstar whistle there in the second quarter, too. I don't know how early you guys caught this game. Uh, it's when they started a little slow. I mean, you had Mike Scott on fire and Kyle O'Quinn, who nearly had a triple-double, uh, which is out hustling them, Thibault and all that. But uh, Booker, like, he just sort of took over the game, like, sort of... Uh, surgically uh and was getting a kind whistle i mean he's he's sort of at that status he is at least in the bubble i know he's going to be in the running for a bubble mvp and we'll get to that but uh (laughs) yeah that that helped uh honestly just getting those free points him just marching to the line where he's obviously pretty automatically at the line uh i thought sort of just got control a little bit more for the sons of this game but that's the thing that's how you get those star calls is you get the respect from the refs and and they see him they see him balling out so that's how it happens because i think it was him maybe a year or so ago saying like he doesn't get the star calls and it's like yep. well you're not a star- well you're a good player but on a terrible team and you haven't really sort of earned it yet now it's like yeah man you earn it so you get the calls and it's not a it's not a coincidence you know it's it's one of those things that like star players get the star calls because they go out and they earn them and they throw their body in there and uh, and they and they lead their team and that's what he's doing so um you know this is going to be so fascinating to see how booker responds from this next season you know if he if this really is just sort of like a a bit of a summer fling and he's in love or if it's uh something that he's actually going to really grow his game (laughs) into whoever he's going to marry to the game yeah 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 yeah. have a couple kids because get a nice house 
you know, Thanks he was a car garage. He was an all star. Maybe this a hot year. tub in the back as a uh, and a little report. vacation home. I don't know. Get away from the big city every once in a while. But you know, he was an all star as an injury replacement this year, and a lot of people were still. I don't remember how many of us picked him. I, I'm not sure, but um, a lot of people were still like, "Is he just a guy putting up numbers on a terrible team?" And and he needs to change that narrative about him to be be someone who's a bit more like what we saw from Damien Lillard, you know, because Lillard's kind of been a little bit of that as well. Yeah, uh, early on in his career, anyway. You just have to have wins to pair with these performances, and yeah. like it was nice to hear Booker after the game say. Well, these are the games I've been waiting to play in. These high stakes, mm. important games. And I'm good. Uh, and I will get the respect if I could just get you know some talent around me and win some games and get some attention. And that's what's happening here. Um, Tass, the Suns weren't going to lose this game as soon as we saw what their, I guess their media marketing team or whatever, uh, who was in charge of it, did before the game, right? With the surprising of their players with their families doing the starting lineups. That was pretty cool. I'm sure you've seen the clip. I'm sure a lot of people joining us live or listening to the podcast have seen it by now. Yeah, that's how they took to the floor was seeing their family members up on the video board. The, 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 each player's intro was introduced by their own family members. Yeah. And you could tell people like Ricky Rubio, as you said, Skeets, playing with him also in his family life because he had like a billion people introduce yeah. him they had different parts. They, I felt like every syllable of his name was introduced by a different group of people like Rick. Key, up, number eleven. Uh, there was a ton of people, and it, it was it was really really heartwarming just to see them look up at the video board yeah. each and everyone. And Joe Varden has a story on the athletic how it all came together. So yeah, this that's that was heartwarming. And then the heartwarming story of the bubble is just this team that's so freaking consistent at, at seven and zero. Like that offense just doesn't slow down at all. Like Trey was talking about the cutters, and then they go to the bench, and you have a guy like Dario Saric who was a starter with the Sixers, and they tried to play him in the post. And you can see he's got that experience. They just have, I don't know how it's all come together like this. It's, it's, it's dumb to think that it, it took till games, you know, 65 to 70 of the season, how it's all working out perfectly. But they had 130 points today. They've gone 114 to 130 points in each of their seven games. They just haven't slowed down. That's all heartwarming, and it still could be heartbreaking and bittersweet and, and, and maybe – Maybe yeah, Booker rides this into next season. I think I think that's why even these delete eight teams, the eight teams that aren't here, just want some summer cohesion, some some sure. like some games to play because even like the Hawks here, they haven't played with Clint Capella. You know, they just everybody just wants to get on the floor and play. And so even yeah. if these 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 games mean nothing for Booker in the end, as far as the playoffs go. Damn, he got a lot of respect. Uh, as as Trey said about the the assists, I think people can start to understand how good he is. Like now, you understand all the things he does on the floor when they start winning. Because before that, you're just like these are empty numbers. Generally, yeah. people yeah. think they're empty numbers, but yeah, now now people are all working around him. Three point shooting, cutting, post play, pick and roll. Uh, you know, the D could be a little bit better, but yeah, it, now they have a team, uh, and it's all yeah, it's all coming together and. Uh, Kelly Oubre is available, I think. That's the question. How They were basically the same team during the season. Where was this team during the season? Like, Damian, or uh, sorry, Devin Booker was ready to play these eight games. What about, like, the previous yeah. 60? They matter just as much. Uh, yeah. The spotlight is certainly brighter right now, but you would think that this team could put together a five-game winning streak during the season, something like that. It's Maybe a they're, weird... just, uh, they're not good on airplanes. 
Well, maybe they, so. They're, Simple they're as good, that. They're good on the road. It's a weird thing because that's true. One they the, are. <laughs> one of the are they the only team in the NBA that's way better on the on the road than they are at home? There's something about Phoenix. That's what Draymond Green was talking about. It's in the air there. Uh, get him out of there. But uh, yeah, I don't know. They come together on the road. DeAndre Ayton coming in here said we're built for this. Um, James Jones got to fix that home thing going on. Because uh, they're always playing like video games together and stuff like that. I mean, you can't do that when you're at home. You know, you got responsibilities. You got to go do things. You got to take care of the yard. When you're on the road, it's like, hey, you want to play uh, Call of Duty tonight? Yeah. What else are we going to do? Sure. Let's do it. Let's fire it up. It bonds them. I don't know. I'm grasping <laughs> at straws here. But it is you're right. It. Booker's a major gamer. Maybe. I know. <laughs> you know, he's spending every moment. Uh, blasting guns or whatever they say. I don't think they say that, but I don't know what <laughs> they what say. The kids so. say? <laughs> um, Devin Booker Lee, his 91st 30-point game, breaking a tie with uh, Suns legend Walter Davis, who had mm-hmm. 90. I think Walter Davis was 33 years old when he did his last one, his last 30-point game. Devin Booker is 23. Yeah. Wow. A decade well, younger. That's pretty amazing and amari i guess had like 86 or something like that yeah he had a lot well walter was a walking bucket he played until he was 37 so uh did he play that long yeah yeah he did yeah he he had a a couple of issues there through uh in the middle middle stage of his career but uh yeah apparently michael jordan wanted walter davis on his team for a while they were uh north carolina buds but uh never worked out so yeah is Walter Davis still with us? I honestly do yes, not know. Yes, he is. Okay, yes, good. good. Yes. You got to get him on popping packs. I am working on it, as you were. Wow. <laughs> yeah. little yeah. tough to get hold of Walter. He's not on any <laughs> social media, but he did do a podcast with someone else two years ago, so I'm trying to uh, work through the weeds <laughs> okay. to get hold of Walter. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So uh, I think I pulled him when I had James Worthy because he's also a North Carolina guy, and he was yeah. at, uh, telling me a story about him. So, yeah. All right. Well, good luck. Thanks. Good luck to you. Um, I can't wait to see you try and uh, buy a Walter Davis t-shirt to wear while you're doing that popping back. What are you wearing for uh, the Lister right now tonight? You're wearing like a 2014 All-Star Game jersey or something? That's a classic E-Dog right there. Uh, it's an e-dog. Yeah. It's yeah. got e-dog on the back. Did you see our friend Mike Kaplan? Did he give that to you? Is that... no. Oh. no, man. I'm just pulling them all out. You know, I'm trying to have some fun on these late night shows. I'm wearing it... my own, wearing my own outfit. So uh, it's it looks so much like a like a soccer kit. Like it's mm, it, it these were horrible jerseys. If you don't well, know. like what year? <laughs> yeah. What year was this? 2014? Is that right? I mean, that was our first right, year. Yeah, yeah. Our first New, year, Orleans, yeah. New Orleans. Yeah. Remember got... when sleeves were the thing for a couple of years there? And, uh... Yeah. LeBron would like LeBron would basically almost rip yeah. them off before every game or get yeah. his arm under there. Yep. yep. Are you How's wearing the matching shorts uh, for tonight? I no, I haven't got the I haven't got the full kit on uh, actually. But uh, <laughs> but now that you say that, I, uh, we've got a couple of others up there, so maybe I will one night for sure. Okay. Okay. Uh, another team that's in this race that won the Spurs, trying for that twenty third consecutive playoff berth. Uh, they picked up the win over the Rockets. You said that there, Lee. They've won three straight, five out of their last seven. Um, Keldon Johnson, career high, 24 points, 11 boards. Derek White returned. So that is good news for, for the Spurs. I uh, played, I think, like 25 minutes. Didn't have the greatest game. But here they are. They're, they're in it. They're not done. They're going to need some help. But they're right there. They got they you know, obviously the schedule was kind to them with the Rockets sitting James Harden and a couple other guys. But still, you had to go out and get the W. And I will say, Rudy Gay... I mean, is this the best we've seen Rudy Gay since, like, way back in the Memphis days? He looks, I don't know, like, found the fountain of youth or something. He just reminds me of older Rudy Gay uh, in his uh, this bubble run with the Spurs. Am I crazy? 
He's no. been pretty productive, and he yeah. had actually uh, a pretty nice dunk a couple of games back down the mm. lane, and yep. you're like, oh, yeah, Rudy Gay was in the slam dunk yep. contest once upon a time. I mean, the hops aren't quite what they are, but he's been productive, basically being a small ball five. Uh, I don't think I would have ever thought that'd be the position, but seems to be working right now. The undersized Spurs have seemed to find something down here. Uh, it's very weird considering that uh, – one of their all-stars is LaMarcus Aldridge, and now that they are downsizing, everybody looks like they're having a great time. Uh, but the Spurs are enjoyable to watch. Three straight wins. <laughs> and every time they win, we're like, you know, is there something else we could talk about? That's what it feels like a little bit, but I don't know. I've been impressed with the Spurs. DeRozan still is impressive. Derek White, it was nice to see him come back. Like you said, yeah. Skeets didn't have gr- a great game, but he was moving out there. The ball was moving. He was playing defense doing standard stuff and Keldon Johnson just throwing his body around. That was nice. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, he does. He's not afraid. Pop said after the game, quote, the development has been off the charts. Obviously talking about his own team. We're thrilled with it. So it's a win-win no matter what. Uh, We've already accomplished what we thought we were capable of accomplishing. That's what's important. If we got in now, it would just be icing on the cake. I think even Pop, like, and he even said something like, we're not going to win the championship. Like he basically said that. But he's like, and we may not get in, but this has been pretty damn impressive with some of these, especially these young guys, be it a Eubanks or Johnson or stuff like that, and their guards uh, going small like you guys were talking about. It's like, damn, like this was a great, uh, I don't know, summer league really task for them. But if you want to look at it just as that, and again, they could still get in. So Yeah, and a couple of their, their, their shining summer league stars are coming up to shine, like Lonnie Walker finally getting in the starting lineup yeah. now that they've gone small. Uh, DeJounte Murray, always been uh, a fan of his. Now with all that floor space, you get to see his passing. He's a really solid player. And then Rudy Gay. I know, like everybody outside of San Antonio, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I want to see a Phoenix. I want to see a, a Dame Lillard go up mm-hmm. against the Los Angeles Lakers. But... I kind of want to see old man Rudy Gay go up against his old friend LeBron James because they got mad respect for each other. They they really do like playing against each other. Uh, LeBron has commented about it many times, um, but at the same time, I'd rather have Portland or Phoenix in there. But if, if the Spurs get in there, it wouldn't be surprising. It would not be surprising, and they would still they they would get mopped by the Lakers. That's for sure. That's that's a hundred percent for sure. But yeah, they are they are totally a different team. Uh, even yeah. uh, as we talked about, Phoenix is a is a different team, and I'm sure was probably one of the least watched teams amongst the four of us uh, this year. The Spurs probably were up there too, and uh, we all kind of want somebody else to get in there. But if they do get in there, yeah, they're they're fun. They will play the Jazz in their next game, so I think they're going to win that because the Jazz right now are six. They don't want to play Houston. And they're half a game behind the Thunder. So the Jazz, I reckon, are going to sit their players. Mm-hmm. Spurs win that game. So they still obviously doesn't guarantee they get in. Yeah. But I think San Antonio wins their last game. Well, Lee, I remember, um, I think it was you that said, maybe like you threw out a prediction uh, that this would be Pop's last season. That you mm. thought maybe it was you know possible that he just at the end of this says says goodbye have maybe the way the Spurs have played, has it changed? I mean, who knows if that was even true. That was your prediction. I don't think you have, uh, you know, do you got sources? Do you got no. sauces on that one? No, okay. <laughs> well, but I do wonder if, um, you know, the development of some of these young guys, does it, if, if it was the case that he maybe thought about leaving, does it change his tune a little bit? Like, oh yeah, I like coaching young guys. This is actually a, fu- a fun little thing to do here. 
Well, he still has the energy for it, certainly uh, from what we've seen there, because uh, he's out there barking and he's out there coaching as he always has. But I think that's just pop. Uh, I think uh, he's going to do that in his last game. I don't think it, it doesn't really change my opinion, though. I, I still think he is going to walk away, but he's wow. certainly not going to uh, announce it um, while he's down there. It'll be it'll be a quiet thing if he does it, because I think as well he's probably looking at all his situation here. And again, I think the uh, coaching team USA would factor into it a little bit. Now, if next season doesn't start until March. And if the Olympics, I mean, if they happen in in uh, uh, July or August or whatever yeah. next year, then um, I, I just I think he's I just think he looks at it all and he's probably like uh, he's done because I think it was Joe Varden as well said the other day he asked someone asked uh, Pop about it and he said he wasn't really enjoying himself down there you know he's he's sort of confined to his room he can't do all that much so he doesn't he doesn't like it as much and if he now has to wait another potentially five or six months before next season starts um, I think he might just walk away so. Wow. We'll see. Calling your shot. It's be a hell of a prediction, Ellis. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, well, we had the Blazers win. And we had, of course, the Spurs win. And we had the Suns win. One of those teams trying to hold on for dear life. The Memphis Grizzlies did not win. They are the lone loser here from the day from uh, the Mega Bowl participants. Celtics kept them from clinching a spot in the playing series. They're not out of it, but they could have clinched today with the W. Grizzlies got a little unlucky, if I'm being honest, because Boston <laughs> decided not to mail it in and like played their starters like basically normal minutes, maybe not like to the full extent, but like their starters played like 30 minutes. Tatum was great, you know, all these guys are going, and they just got you know not that they deserve to win this game. I also thought they played like crap; they couldn't hit a shot to save their life um, from outside of the paint, but it sort of sucks for them. <laughs> They've been like, very unlucky. The whole the yeah. whole bubble, a lot of good resting happening. All over the place to keep guys fresh for the playoffs, and Grizzlies have not been the beneficiaries of that whatsoever. The Grizz played the Raptors full strength, and the Raptors next game took off some guys. Grizz played Jazz full strength, same thing. Jazz took off some guys next game. You know, the Suns got plenty of help today. The Spurs got plenty of help today, and it stinks. Uh, it also stinks that they get off to a slow start every game, and then they got to fight back every single time. And they do fight back, and they have generally good third quarters, but. They always dig themselves a hole. When the uh, fourth quarter started, though, there, Brad Stevens had his second unit. No, they, they were up, I don't know, 10 points maybe. And you saw Jason Tatum on the exercise bike, and it was like, uh, he's probably not going to bring back all of his starters. But nope, they all came back in and basically <laughs> played until the last, like, sort of two yeah. minutes there, until the Grizzlies checked out their players. That's when Brad Stevens checked out his. But but he, he he has said, though, that he didn't feel his team was sort of playing to the level that he wanted. So he wanted to get use these games as reps. And especially, I think, Kemba Walker as well, who's coming off an injury. So I think Kemba um, Walker looks incredible. I, I feel like it's going overlooked. I know I sound like a broken record on these bubble reps. Every game, he looks really damn good to me. He, his balance is spot on. He's got great height on his jumper right now. Like, he looks... I don't, healthy. He looks ready to go. This Celtics team with a, a, a Kemba like that coming off high pick and rolls, I think is very dangerous, especially as a Raptors fan. I'm like, he just takes them to the next level, in my opinion. I know the interior, like they're big at the rim. Can they mm. prevent people inside will be an issue. But what, what do you think, Trey, of what you saw from this game or maybe Kemba himself? Celtics are totally underrated right now. Yeah. They have replaced the Raptors as the underrated team in the Eastern Conference because, like you're saying, Kemba looks great. Gordon Hayward has been performing pretty well so far. Jason Tatum's still a star. Jalen Brown didn't have a great game today, but he's bound to have some good games. Had a monster dunk today where it looked like he was floating in the air. And they just have so many guys that you can actually play significant minutes. You know, Cantor 
can score some baskets inside if you need him to. The bigs are going to be a concern, no doubt about yeah. it. Um, but the defense usually shows up, and they've got a lot of players who can score baskets offensively. Four straight wins, you know, they are building a rhythm right here. So maybe that'll pay off come playoff time. Uh, the Celtics, they're looking good. Shout out to the Beantown boys. <laughs> I'll say, too, John Morant tried his ass off in this game today. He, he did. I mean, he went he went and took like a three-minute break in the second quarter, and the Celtics ripped off like an 11-0 run. Uh, if he wasn't out there, they were toast. And not only offensively, I know he had a great line in the box score. I thought this was like one of the better games I've seen him play defensively. Uh, just from pure effort. He was deflections. He was rotating. He had a huge block in this one uh, with his left hand. I Like the kid wanted to win this game and they still have a chance, of course, to get in. He just like, you, I, I don't know, if you're a Grizzlies fan, I look at that and go, even if we don't, and these are sort of like playoff-like games, he, he brought it today. I can't say that for really anyone else I thought on the yeah. Grizzlies. Um, it, it was rough. Nobody could hit a shot. But I thought he was just trying to will his team to get back into this game because they could never get over a hump. They'd always like sort of chip away. And then Grayson Allen would have a wide open look at three and he would clank it. It went right back to him. He clanked it again. It's like, ooh, that could have been like a six point game or something. But it was, it just always felt like it was 10 or 11. And, you know, kudos to the Celtics for that. But I thought, I thought he put up a valiant effort, Lee. He's, yeah, he's no. special. He is. Yeah, yeah, and they're missing Jaron Jackson, of course, because yeah. he's the only oh, other yeah. guy really there who can go out there and get them a basket. I thought uh, Morant somehow finished with 13 assists because I didn't think he had anyone to really pass it to today. Like, you pass it to those guys, and all they could really do is shoot. No one else was able to sort of create or get themselves into the offense, so Morant had to do that. He was doing everything on defense. So, yeah, he finished with a nice game, but it sort of felt like he was basically playing one on five. I mean, Kyle Anson hit a couple of threes there, and so did uh, who else? Was, oh yeah, Grayson Allen, I think, hit a couple too. But it felt like their offense was just like if Morant isn't sort of going in to get contact, then they're just kind of hoping someone starts hitting threes. But uh, they just didn't have enough offense. It felt today. like all of their offense came in transition. <laughs> yeah, it didn't come in the half court a lot of the time. It was ugly in that. But it would sometimes score on the break if they would ever get a stop. Okay, so that's uh, that's where we're at. Blazers right now in the eighth seed. Grizzlies still in the ninth seed, technically. Uh, and then Suns and Spurs all behind them. I think I've got that in the right order. Yes, that's correct. But uh, all four of those teams play on Thursday. I guess we know what time they play, Task. They don't all play at like... Oh, well, I guess they can't. They don't even have arenas. They will be like staggered. So I guess we could... Some teams could know their fate before they even tip. Is that right? Yeah, but they've... Uh... Oh, they have assigned times here. I didn't think they had. Mm. Yeah, so right. Yeah, the Milwaukee and Memphis play at 4 p.m. Okay. Dallas and Phoenix play at 4 p.m. Okay, that's good. Yeah, so they're not messing around there. And then the Spurs, yeah, they could know their fate at 6.30. Yeah. Um, And then the Blazers are at 9. There's too many games. There's just too many games Um, to really wrap your head around this. It's wild to think the Grizzlies coming in. I just thought there was absolutely no chance that they would lose their spot. They had to have two teams behind them go seven and one while they went three and five. Um, but they got you know, worse. They've, they've got worse. Yeah. yeah. It's just we just didn't expect the injuries obviously hurt. Excuses, excuses, excuses. They also didn't get the the benefit of guys being injured on the other sides. But um yeah, you just had, you expected something from Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks is to me the yeah, we watched this team on offense and there's there's just no real hope. Uh, Dylan Brooks is trying to create. 
he, he's just he's got this sort of in between game that where he's 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 doing the flicks and and, and the, a bit of the dinkers and dumpers inside, or he's trying to fly fire from the outside. He just needs to be stationary. He needs to be more of a catch and shoot guy for them to be effective. Uh, I thought that he'd have a little bit more on the bag off the dribble, but it's just it's been a little disappointing from from his standpoint. Heartbreaker, heartbreaker for them, especially all those teams below them. Sub five hundred records. How are they pulling this yeah, off? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sun Sun seven yeah. and zero. Oh. Spurs five and two, Blazers of course five and two, and uh, Grizzlies are one and one and uh, six right now. Oh, that Blazers lost to the Clippers, man. That one could just be massive for them now, really. Yeah. When when you think mm-hmm. about what the Clippers did to basically give that game to Portland, now yeah. everything hindsight, maybe they don't play as hard in the, you know they in these one of the other games, but uh, man, that one could be the one that just slipped away from them when uh, when it was there for the taking. Just a couple more things quickly from the, the Celtics-Grizzlies game. One, uh, Time Lord. Holy crap, that guy was blocking everything in this game. Uh, a lot of it, like jump shots. Guy's trying to fade away. I know Brooks got caught once, like going for a fadeaway. He still blocked it. That guy's, the wingspan is unreal on him. And did you guys see, happened twice in this game, flagrant fouls called on a defensive player undercutting, stepping under, the jump shooter Jonas Valanciunas did it to Tatum on a jump shot I'm talking mm-hmm. like the uh, Zaza yeah. Pachulia like thing on Leonard uh, correctly called in my opinion for a flagrant one and then it happened later um, with Cantor I think it was on Clark not, yeah. a, not a three-pointer but it was a jumper um, hadn't seen that in a long time I mm. <laughs> forgot people did that and they, I think both were the right calls you gotta let the guy come down you're, yeah, you're shaking I, your head a bit, Lee. Well, I thought Cantor was a little bit unlucky because he closed out. He's a big guy. He, I, I didn't feel that he sort of stuck his foot underneath. I think it was just his momentum. So it, it's a tough one. I mean, you want to discourage people from doing it, of course. But, uh, I mean, if you're closing out without jumping, sometimes it's 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 a very, very fine line. I it mean, is. It you is. Know, you know, but uh, no one was sort of too upset. I think everyone kind of accepted that because certainly because it happened in the first half as well. So... But, uh, yeah, that, that's going to be a very, very tough call, I think, uh, to get right all the time because, um, you know, it's just, like I say, you're a big guy. You're putting your hand up. You're contesting the shot. You've got yeah. to, your body sort of carries you sort of towards that player, especially if he's moving Shooters forward. going towards the hoop. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah but I will say in both of these instances, it wasn't the embellishing from the offensive player where they mm-hmm. were jumping super yeah. far ahead. Uh, you're yeah. right, Trey. Usually that can be a problem. But they were they were straight up and down, both guys. I mean, Tatum and Clark. And the big guy got under them. I mean, they're big, uh, clumsy dudes. Like, yeah, yeah big it's, fools. It's like Zaza Pachulia. Yeah, I mean, it's the, it is the truth. They're trying to close out on a shooter, and they're like, uh-oh, too close, and uh, don't have the ability to sort of move out of the way. But anyway, they got yeah. the calls right in my opinion. Jason Tatum did travel a long distance, but it's, yeah, it's always the, the defender's fault. I mean, Jonas Valanciunas put those size 19s, you know, basically on the three-point line, and that's where Jason Tatum landed. Yeah. I mean, if that's not a hostile act, I don't know what is. And did we have a hostile act today? I felt like uh, wasn't, I wasn't fully tuned in, but I heard the broadcaster say, that's a tough punishment. So I felt like a hostile act was called for the first time in bubble history. Where this hostile act uh, language came from, I do not know. Hey, well, it must have been, uh, what's his name? Who's the new guy took over for Borgia? Jason Phillips? Uh, yeah, Phillips, yeah. yeah. Ah, Phillips came in first day, so we're not calling it uh, <laughs> whatever it was, flagrants, or we're calling it hostile acts. I was like, why? It's like, that's my rules. That's what we're doing from now on. But that on. was a flagrant one, right? On, uh, yeah, that's yeah what they it's a flagrant it. one, two in the bowl. Yeah, I just I think hostile act is something else. I don't know. Well, what do you mean? This, what is this a- new Phillips era. Have you not oh, heard? I thought it was just terminology they were for some reason using. 
as a, but it's the same as thing as sort of like ones. a flagrant i guess yeah that's what, what, what that was how what, uh, i was under the impression of but I could yeah maybe 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 all right lots more still to address here on tonight's bubble wrap but before we do a quick word from our sponsors august 11 today which means one week until my wedding anniversary number 13 wow which means i've got a week to get myself in gear get myself cleaned up for some loving I don't know, actually, uh, hmm, it's been a little bit tough to get some loving in lately with these late nights. Roxana starts early. But, you know what, I'm going to have to make the effort just in case I get the tap on the shoulder next week. And thanks to Manscaped, (laughs) I'll be looking fresh and smooth because they have forever changed the grooming game with their perfect package 3.0 for my perfect package. Not so perfect anymore, but maybe back in the day. Um, you know, this is the best trimmer on the market. <laughs> this is the best. We're gonna have to see a TBT, mate. <laughs> this is the best trimmer on the market for those of you that need a chest shave. Okay, uh, it's a third generation trimmer, features skin safe technology to reduce manscaping accidents. Has anyone ever had an accident with a ra- with a with a you know trimmer on their body? No. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You have? Mm-hmm. What? Nicked yourself? Oh, yes. Mm. Bl- bloody. Really? Whereabouts? <laughs> he yeah. lost it completely. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I can't talk, I can't no talk about perfect. this. We're going to have we, to disconnect from this call. You know John Babbitt? We, we, uh, we know Tass has uh, got the yeah. got Tass with the Greek bloodline, so he's been shaving since he's 12, I'm sure, that chest. Mm-hmm. So you've had uh, plenty hey, of Hey, you're practice. the one who said it was going to take you a week to get cleaned up. <laughs> yeah, well, I've got those a, arms. Yeah. 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 yeah we oh, see no, that neck. fine. The arms are fine, yeah. It's more just, uh, you know, south of the border. Um, because uh, <laughs> Your wife's from Peru. She should like that. <laughs> That's right. Southern Hemisphere. That's right. I've got to keep it clean. Um, also, inside the perfect package, you'll also find the Manscaped Crop Preserver. This is a good one, guys. It's an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. Because we know how powerful chafing can be when you're wearing your bathing suit all day. Now... I won't be wearing my bathing suit because I don't have one. I just wear whatever I'm wearing during the day, but I'll have to have a shower and clean myself up, and I want to be smelling fresh. So that's where Manscaped is going to come in. Yeah, I know. Hey, but this is not just about me. This has got something in it for everyone out there because for a limited time, subscribers get not one, but two free gifts. The Alexi Schwed travel bag, a $39 value, and the patented high-performance reduced chafing manscaped boxer briefs, which you know I will be wearing those ones because uh, they'll keep everything nice and uh, packaged for me. Oh, do you plan on going fishing soon and, and wear Crocs? Those are the underwear to wear. <laughs> no, no, it's a high-risk high endeavor, I think, there with Trey. I want to make sure I... Uh, I want to see him have a few more successful trips out there, pulling in the fish but staying out of the water. Then I'll, then I'll go with him one day. Anyway, get 20% off and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code THEATHLETIC20, probably. Hmm. Uh, And for a limited time, subscribers get not one but two free gifts. As I said, the Shed Travel Bag, $39 value, and the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs. Go to manscaped.com today and use code THEATHLETIC20. Something. Probably. 
Try it. You know what? Try it. If it doesn't work, yeah, we'll be back uh, with a new code. And I'll give you a report next Wednesday. What's today? Hang on, Tuesday. Yeah, so next, yeah, yeah. Okay, so your your wedding anniversary is what day? August? August the 18th. Lucky 18th. 13th. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, all right. Good luck. Can't wait. Can't wait for that report. <laughs> um, if you've been listening to this podcast over the last couple of weeks, then you know just how big of baseball fans we are. Talking baseball. That's sort of our thing, okay? Hitting, catching, making all the plays happen. The smell of that green grass, the sweet crack of the bat. Man, it's good to be back watching baseball. And I think we can all re- agree, gentlemen, when you're watching America's pastime, the only beverage receptacle worth a damn is a barrel of a baseball bat turned into a 12-ounce mug. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah! Mugs. Dugout mugs are licensed by the MLB, so you can have your favorite team laser engraved onto a <laughs> birchwood baseball bat barrel mug. We love throwing out baseball names. Throw out a name, add a team. Delino DeShields, Expos. Chuck Knobloch, Twins. Julio Franco, Rangers. Tom Hankey, Blue Jays. Mike Stout, JD. I mean, Mike Trout, Angels in the Outfield. This really is a unique gift for any baseball fan. I just bought all four of you guys one of these because I know you love watching the diamond. (laughs) Didn't know what to say there. I think that's what they say. Hey, you want to watch the diamond tonight? Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Go to dugoutmugs.com. Go to dugoutmugs.com slash the athletic and use the promo code MLB30 for 30% off your first purchase. That's dugoutmugs.com slash the athletic and the code is MLB30. I'm quite sure about that code. I did my homework. Baseball is back. Judgy sock and dingers. Get your very own dugout mug. Ah uh, yeah, Jays took care of the Marlins today. Ten innings, got that, uh, yeah. got that base runner rule in extra innings. Gotta love it. Throw a guy on second. Bichette going yard in Buffalo. Am I right? Ooh, they I made Buffalo did. feel like home. <laughs> uh, any update quickly on uh, Judgy there, Lee? You want yeah, to he yeah. socked another dinger this afternoon. That, ga- that game's actually still going against the Braves. Uh, yeah, he hit one, but he, he's out of the game right now. I think because. Uh, in the box score here, it says, where is it here? It says he's, uh, Mike Couchman is in underneath him. So I guess that means, uh, I guess that means judge he's out. But yeah, two at-bats, a run, a homer, a ribby, and a walk. So oh yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah he's back. He he's is back. back. All right. Yeah. Well, we got to get you a Cheers. dugout mug. You're going to yeah. love the dugout oh, mug I, I sent you. Yeah. All right. Um, the NBA announced today that it will name the Kia NBA All Seeding Games team and the Kia NBA Player of the Seeding Games to honor top performers for these games played from July 30th to August 14th. These seeding games during the 2019-20 season restart down there in Walt Disney World. The Bubble Awards is what they should be called. We all know that. They're going to be determined by media slash broadcasters who are covering the restart. People that are there so we don't get a vote. WTF. Uh, There will be a first team and a second team though just like we did last week here on No Dunks. But by no uh, breakdown of position, so it's gonna really just be who are your who are your ten best players from these bubble games. The awards will be announced Saturday afternoon, prior to Game One of the Western Conference Play-in Series. So, again, 
You're welcome, NBA. We did this last week. Lee, you actually presented your all-bubble teams. Again, definitely what they should be called. Um, We thought it'd be fun. Maybe you updated your two, your first and your second all-bubble teams because you did it like, you know, I think you did it like a week ago, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, Something like that. So I'm interested to see how much changed. So why don't you hit us with your first team all-bubble team? Yes, there is a little bit of change. Now, I did keep it at forward, forward, center, and two guards, okay, just because that's what we did the first week. Uh, Keeping his place at small forward is TJ Warren. He cooled off a little bit, but still giving you 31 points on 58%, four threes on 52%, six rebounds, still in a block. He, he, you know, we knew he wasn't going to be at 39 points a game, but he's still playing pretty well. He did stink it up against... uh, against Jimmy Butler the other day. But pretty much every player has had one or two sort of bombs. Um, And the other person who has come into the first team is Jason Tatum because he had that terrible game. He had a terrible game, but it was in July. It was way back in July. In August, (laughs) he's at 25 points on 50%, six rebounds, four assists. The Celtics have won four straight too, and he has just... uh, He's just been great. I mean, it's obviously not always just about numbers. It's about impact and uh, just how good he's been. And I think he's uh, he's been the Celtics' best player as far as I'm concerned. And the okay. winning, so that gets him in. Now, um, I had uh, Joel Embiid as the center, but I've um, I've removed him um, from the both teams because yeah. I think I think we might not see him again. He picked up that ankle injury, so he's just disqualified. That's all. It's uh, he he was playing great and he was on that first team, but. Uh, I thought I'll take him out of this and I'll give it with Nikola Jokic because I think uh, Jokic has been great for the Nuggets. Uh, only giving you 20 points, 9 assists, 7 rebounds, but that's kind of what you expect from Jokic. You're not going to see the 35.18 rebound games from him, uh, but he's started to show his his dominance out there. So um, I gave him the nod there at center in yeah. the backcourt. Damian Lillard, uh, I don't think there's anything I really need to say there. He got his way in there. He takes uh, Luka Doncic's place. So that game, I left that spot open for today's game. I thought, what happens if Doncic has another one of his 40-point uh, uh, triple-doubles and wins that right. game? But Lillard going for 60, uh, yeah, I mean, he's in. And I'm sticking with Devin Booker, uh, yes, a couple of okay. reasons. Booker's been great, and the Suns, of course, unbeaten. And uh, he's he's still giving you 30 points on 50% shooting. The six assists a game is there, um, but he's just been a start. He had the game winner as well, so he's in. And now on the second team Okay, forward, so just to recap, that was yes. Dame, Booker, TJ Warren, Tatum, and then the Joker. Okay. Yes. yes. Second team. Uh, second team, um, I have gone with uh, Michael Porter Jr. keeps his spot. There. He's cooled off a little bit too, but still scoring 24 a game on 57% shooting. He's really uh, doing a great job there for Denver. 46% from downtown and nine rebounds. Um, been great. He's been very, very good. The other forward, <laughs> tough one here, but uh, I'm going with Anthony Davis. Um, he's had a couple of stinkers. He's had a couple of single point games, but yeah. I just sort of, I sort of feel like. You know, there was a game there that uh, the Lakers weren't trying to win, but um, he, you know, it's hard to sort of completely leave him off. So uh, I, I went with no, him. no, no, Giannis then. Yeah, I took Giannis off because the Bucks uh, haven't been all that good, and Giannis has missed a couple of games as well. Yeah. So uh, and because right. he just headbutted Mo Wagner. Mm, did yeah, he? yeah, yeah. Yes, so he, yes, he some, did. Uh, he was ejected for a game. That's why everybody here in the chat is calling him Zidane. Zidane. It was uh, yeah, a little aggressive with Mo Wagner. Wow. He, Wonder uh, if we get a he won't. Missed playoffs, very unlikely, but he could miss their last game. Wow, he's had, he's, had a, he's, he's had a bit of a temper down there, um, uh, Giannis too. He wanted to he wanted to fight someone. I can't remember who it was in the early games there. Uh, 
But, you know, the Bucks just haven't been all that convincing. I'm not too concerned about them. But, you know, Giannis, we know what he's like. But I think just for this uh, exercise, I'm going to go with Anthony Davis. Uh, and in the centre, I'm going to stay with uh, Yusuf Nurkic. There's a couple of... Uh, Brooke Lopez has been okay. Marcus Sol's been okay. No one's Porzingis. really... Porzingis. Yeah, Porzingis. I mean, forward centre, uh, sure. I, I don't know. Um, but I just sort of feel no one really took that off Nurkic. I've just been inspired by the way he's been playing. Uh, he's, he's cooled off as well, but I keep him in there. And then in the backcourt, Doncic, he keeps his spot there as the guard yeah. in the second team. And uh, that last guard spot, James Harden. He okay. keeps his spot as well. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, so uh, there's a little bit of moving around there. Um, but like I say, most players I looked at had, you know, one or two games either rested or they just had a stinker. And, um, you know, so I tried, to, I tried to take into account consistency, team wins, where it was relevant. And then uh, and make a decision on that. So Joel Embiid, no doubt, would have been in there if he stayed healthy. But I think he might be done for the uh, for the playing stuff here, or for the you know for the regular season. I, I'd be surprised if the Sixers, knowing they're not going to miss the playoffs, uh, rush him back. Okay, Trey. Any concerns with that? You think uh, it could the real thing look somewhat similar to what Lee was uh, pitching to us there with those ten guys? Yeah, I think that's pretty pretty accurate. Um, you know, I imagine that Giannis will get on one of these teams just being Giannis. Uh, and, you know, he had a couple of good games early on in the bubble, statistically, uh, despite, you know, I guess headbutting a guy now and getting ejected yeah, from the game. Yeah, that could hurt him. Um, but, I mean, the main three guys that you're talking about throughout the bubble have been Devin Booker, Damian Lillard, and TJ Warren. They're on the first team. I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, who's gonna win NBA Bubble MVP? Tass. Who do you, who do you think it should be? We really basically have one game left for a lot of these teams. Who deserves it, in your opinion? It's got to be Booker. He's just been the steadiest guy of everybody. You know, he's had a couple monster thirty plus games, uh, but he hasn't dropped below twenty. His team is seven and zero. He's making everybody better. And yeah, I, I tweeted earlier. T.J. Warren was the leader uh, before the Jimmy Butler game, and also he's sitting tomorrow. And listen, this isn't a Kawhi Leonard situation. You can't sit a game in the bubble and win MVP. I M O. <laughs> now, is that his fault or is that his team sitting him? But still, uh, I think Booker has been the steadier player, anyways. So he's getting it for me. Ooh, will Lillard or Booker win this thing? Because I think there's obviously a case for Dame. Uh, and if they get in there, I, I, my gut says Booker does get it too, especially if they go 8-0. And then even if they don't get into the plan, I mean, if your team, if you were the best team down there and you're the best player by far and you're hitting game winners and, and, and going basically 30 every night, I don't see how you don't win it. But... Any any votes for anyone else, yeah. uh, Trey or Lee? Yeah. Not anyone else. I'm no. probably leaning Booker, but, you know, I was really thinking about it more so before we saw Damian Lillard tonight, and he's really back in the conversation, right? So, I don't know, maybe you wait until after Sunday. We actually see the Mega Bowl, get your votes in there, and whichever of these teams actually makes the playoffs, that's the guy. That's probably what's going to happen because, I don't know. For me, it's Booker. Uh, like Tass is saying, he's been super consistent. The team success is obviously shocking and he has the most iconic shot so far of the restart mm. up until tonight right uh, up yeah. until the 20 foot bounce so yeah yeah we shall see i mean uh, yeah I'll if toss a goes for another 50 or like uh it'd be tough not to give it to a guy that co-bubbles uh, co-bubble mvps that's what people are saying out there Ooh, wow didn't we have that in summer league once 
feel like that was a thing. <laughs> imagine, imagine the uh, how how enraged some people are going to be when there's someone gets the MVP of the bubble and someone doesn't. You know, Suns fans if it goes to Lillard and Blazers fans if it goes to Booker. True. <laughs> it was Lillard that Booker replaced at the All Star game too, right? Hmm. Might be. Pretty sure it is. Yeah. It's yeah. Pretty funny. Okay. Here's the real question: What should the award look like? I mean. Will there even be a real thing they could hand to this person, or is this just like a PR release and uh, you're the bubble boy? Um, does anybody have any good ideas for an award? What should it look like, Lee? You got anything in mind? Uh, I mean, something Disney related, I guess. You know, some sort of uh, I don't know, maybe a Mickey trophy with the with the two ears on the side, and you just present that sort of cup to them, maybe. I don't know. Okay, okay. <laughs> Maybe you get like a yeah li- unlimited lifetime pass or something to the park too. Like you get a little mm. reward there. I guess you might get a Kia. Like they've attached. <laughs> Just toss out a Kia. Why yeah. not? Uh, uh, I guess uh, at Disney World they often sell those uh, like the Mickey Mouse hats with the ears on them as well, right? Maybe like a I don't know a gold version of that. Yeah. That's a the magic idea. man. I don't know. That's a, something. <laughs> I don't know. Did they ever give out award hats? They do at the NBA <laughs> Finals. You know, you win the championship, you get your dad hat, but uh, an actual golden hat, innovation. Yeah, I like that idea of like Booker next year, game one, showing up on <laughs> TNT, rocking the uh, the Mickey gold ears. That'd be sort of cool. Tass, anything to add? You got any other ideas? The NBA definitely won't do this because they don't like it being called a bubble. They like the NBA campus line, but... Uh, you know, a slow, a snow globe idea where you have a, a miniature. You got to, I think you got to have the person, like a Devin Booker, a little Devin Booker, like a size of a Lego man, I'd say, in yeah. a in a snow globe. Uh, yeah, I think you'd keep that on the mantle for a long time to remember it. Uh, I just, I just hope that this doesn't go on uh, basketball reference as an award because I'm a purist. Oh <laughs> and, wow, uh, I thought about that. Yeah, it no, it, it should won't. be up there. Yeah, a little bubble for sure. Just make a little icon. Um, yeah. I get why they don't want to call it bubble, but it's I'll tell you what doesn't That's sound what it good. Is. The yeah. NBA All Seeding Games team, <laughs> brought to you by Tractor Supply. I mean, you might as well switch it up. Like seeding, oh, yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, the I bubble understand. boy, the bubble boy. I mean, the bubble boy, the all bubble team. It'll sound awesome. Bubble boys, whatever. Yeah, we, and we, you know, again, we, we did it for you last week. Could have just taken it. Just call bubble. us. Come on. Bubble, bubble, bubble boy. All right. Bubble boy. Before we get to woe boy, uh, we did have another wedgie. Yeah, baby. Wedgie yeah. number 39. The Suns can do no wrong. Cameron Johnson pops this one from deep. Another three-pointer. I will have you know. Um, so 11 to go. Stuck it real nice. We got that tight, quick shot of it. And uh, yeah, good stuff from Cam Johnson. 11 to go. I mean, we hadn't had one in a while. But it is nice to know we can have a wedgie and also not a season-ending injury <laughs> to a guy on the same night. Because those were all, they were always coming in pairs before. So... That's good, though. I guess Giannis got ejected. Uh, that was the, the bad news from the good news from the wedgie. So, good stuff. 11 to go. Got a lot of playoff games. Don't you worry. We can get there. Little boy. Honorable mentions to, look, Booker. I don't even know what's going on in these other games. I guess Giannis ain't winning it. Um, but I'm just going to go ahead and get it, give it to Damian Lillard, at least here on the podcast. Keep an eye on our Instagram stories to see if I change it from these... Uh, last two games that we're podcasting before before they wrap up. Jaleel Okafor already has 16 points, Skeets. You might want to wait on this one. Well, I'm going to go with Lillard. 61 points. (laughs) 17 of 32 shooting. 18 of 18 at the free throw line, Lee. You love to see it. 9 of 17 from 3, including that one that went 80 feet in the air. Also had 8 assists, 5 rebounds, and he had a steal. So, yeah. 
feel pretty good about him holding on to Woboy, uh, despite these uh, two final games, I guess. What are, what are Pelicans Kings on TNT? I'm sure that's doing great ratings. And uh, Bucks Wizards at the half. Those games are still going on, just, but we're I, wrapping it up. I just saw the Giannis headbutt. He's definitely getting suspended. There's so no, what? So 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 yeah. so, he, so he, he, I don't have my TV going here. He walked it's a up Zidane to Mo, for sure. Yeah, he walked up to Mo Wagner and just smashed his head right into him. He's definitely getting minimum one game, maybe yeah. even two. Smashed is a strong word. I oh, would. It's uh, deliberate. That's we, like. It was oh. deliberate, yeah. I think I think he gets one game, but they still have a game left. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. The, there are a lot of people in the chat asking me, saying, "Is that a, a common Greek greeting? Just to throw your head." <laughs> And, and and our friend, uh, my buddy Grish, does definitely likes going forehead to forehead. Now, now as a yeah, as a sort of a, a combative, like hey, let's get it on type thing. And that's what I was feeling with 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 Yanis. It wasn't a, it wasn't I'm I'm breaking your chesticles like Zinedine Zidane. I mean oh. this. Uh, yeah. I just watched it again. He, oh, I'm saying he's getting two games for that man. That's crazy. Like it's well, not if it's like, crazy, then it's got to be more than well, two games. Well, hold on. Games. Give me a little context, too. What so, happened? So, what like, okay. Did Mo Wagner foul him hard or what? I, I haven't seen that. All no. I've seen is ESPN put up a clip, and, and you see Giannis walking up to Wagner and just smack, rams his head into him right in front of Coach Budenholzer, too. Like, it, looks, uh, uh, it, looks, uh, it looks like Wagner uh, was... Uh, Tried to take a charge and got called for a charge. I think he's just... Wagner plays rough. I think he's just pissing Giannis off in general. And uh, it wasn't one play, I don't, I don't think. And so yeah, he was just what, going for but, a nice little chat. But sometimes you see that after they get tangled up and they're right with each other. From, from this clip that I saw from ESPN, Giannis is walking up to him. Like, they're not... They're, it's like maybe they got separated or whatever. And, sure. uh, oh, man, All that's, right. well, that's Lee, crazy. Lee, Lee says Giannis is out for the rest of the season here. They're <laughs> two send games. Him home. I'm saying two games for sure for Okay, that. two games. Task you so that would be a playoff game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think he... he oh, man, I think he's definitely getting two games for that. Woo. Yeah, give me one. Give me right. one. He's resting. <laughs> he's FaceTiming with Liam... Uh, during the next Bucks game. Yep. See, JD, this is why we got to wait for the final games to end, man. No. Oh, God, man. Oh. You know, this happens. This is what happens. I, mean, I don't even know what these guys are talking about right now. I haven't even seen this clip, man. You don't need um, a TV to see it, Skeet. Yeah, Google it, They put up on the internet. No, I actually like to look at you guys when we're doing this. You guys just look at the computer the whole time. Lee reads a box score the entire time I'm talking on this thing. I like to actually look you in the eyes like a real person, man. I don't know. You guys did a great job of breaking it down. Um, I will say he gets one game without <laughs> actually seeing it. It's Yanis. Right. It's the superstar uh, player, man. As long as the you know Wagner isn't like seriously, seriously injured or concussed or something like that. He's got a big old head. Hey, shout out to my buddy Grish. It's his birthday today. Maybe that's what Giannis was doing. He's like, ah, it's my buddy Grish's birthday. It's Laura Kirby's birthday as well. So shout out and happy birthday to Laura. Oh, yeah. People were asking uh, what the tape on my wall is for. You'll never guess. You'll (laughs) never guess at this point. (laughs) All right, Lee, uh, do you have a different tweet of the night, or is it Giannis headbutting Mo Wagner? Yeah, I've got a little one here from uh, two, actually, from Fred Katz, our friend friend Fast Freddy Katz, um, who uh, had a quote here from Scott Brooks, said, uh, after being away from his family for two months, reminds him, of when his now wife broke up with him for a few months in high school. <laughs> and I said, oh, wow, have you got any more for that there, Freddie? That sounds like it could be a good tweet. And he says, here's the full quote. I haven't seen my wife or kids in two months. She kind of said it reminded her of when she broke up with me in high school for a couple of months. I was begging for her to come back, and she finally did, 30-something years later. <laughs> nice. Really, really nice. 
Beautiful. Nice. All right. Pick them results. Um, Tuesday. It was the Celtics Grizzlies game. Celtics were favored by four and a half. Easy win. Easy cover. W for Tass and for Lee. Both of you guys go to seven and six. That's a loss for Trey and I. We had the Grizzlies to cover. I'm seven and six. Trey, now you're suddenly in last. Again, this is basically a. The, the no dunks version of this play-in race of our own Mega Bowl here. So Trey's in last. Everybody else is seven and six, but Trey's only one game behind. Cass, do you have a game? Do we have the lines even? We're doing this so early for Wednesday. What are we going with? We're line free right now because uh, uh, the line makers, I think, are just uh, a little bit worried about who's who's in and who's out, and that's understandable because a bunch of people are out for the Pacers. They're playing the Rockets. A bunch of people out for the Sixers. They're playing the Raptors. Who? Are they going to play, guys? Who knows? Uh, it's only a four-game schedule. So Miami, OKC, going to be players sitting out in that game, I assume. OKC sitting a bunch of people recently. I think our best bet to try and get a level playing field here is the Clippers-Denver game because it is a 2-3 game that seating is still up in the air. I think mm. the Clippers want to have as many people on the floor because they still haven't played with their full lineup yet. Uh, and same goes for the Nuggets. Uh, even though they have sat guys in the last few games, I think they do want to get going. So I'm going to set a line. I'm not just going right. to make it a, wow. a, an even pick them, but uh, we'll make it a smallie just okay. for fun. Let's go three and a half Clippers. They're favored going into Orlando, Denver. Who, who's the home team, Tess? Orlando, Denver. Denver, oh, Orlando. Orlando, Denver. Okay. Mm. Yeah, Seems important. Yeah. I heard yeah, like 60% of the home teams down there are winning. Home teams oh, in the air quotes. There you go. They yeah. like their logos on the floor, do they? <laughs> they like they their like... virtual fans. They like to see their own iguanas up in the stands. They want to um, see that Pepsi bottle on the floor there for the Pepsi Center Nuggets. Yeah. Well, the, does it feel like the altitude has changed when, Denver, <laughs> when they see that logo? So, yeah, three and a half points for the Clippers. I, I, and, yes, the... Uh, the second seed is not technically on the line for this game, but if Denver wins their last two and the Clippers lose their last two, right? then uh, they swap spots, 2-3. Yeah, but they're playing each other anyway, aren't they? In the second round, you mean? <laughs> what do you second mean? Round. Yeah, You've got them yeah. going through <laughs> yeah, already, yeah, eh? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, who do you got tomorrow? Let, let's not focus on the playoffs quite <laughs> yeah. yet. Let's, let's pick They Clippers are playing Nuggets. against each other tomorrow as well. Tomorrow, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So, Lee, who do you like, man? Uh, well, yeah, it's this cat and mouse of who's going to play and who isn't. But I'll, uh, give me the Clippers. They haven't been playing all that well. I think they want to just uh, lock up the number two seed. Basically, they will if they win that game tomorrow. Clippers. Yes, they will for sure. Clippers, yes. four points. Clippers by four or more. Yeah, okay. Three and a half is our line. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, I hate I hate betting on Denver for some weird reason. They're a weird team to bet on. But give me the Nugs. Why not? Let's make this fun here. Yeah, Denver to cover. How many more nights are left in this? I need to know if I need they, to start swerving. We don't really they, know. They have two games, but we have uh, you know Wednesday, Thursday, and then and then Friday, I guess. Right. So we have. We have three nights to pick of okay, bubble. Okay, okay. I'll go, in that case, I'll go Clippers. I'm feeling, who knows, Denver really didn't play their guys down the stretch their last game. Maybe the same thing happens and the Clippers actually care. We'll see. Uh, Clippers. Okay, and hold on, clarification. Are we counting the play-in games as part of our, um, you know, our bubble pick What do you think, Tass? I, I think it comes down to if we're tied through uh, Friday and we... Want to keep keep it going? I don't know. <laughs> okay, if, some, if we have to, if we have two guys tied for last place or something like that, yeah, okay, I don't mind that. All right, yeah. so that's a, that's the tiebreaker if we have to get there. Okay, so uh, 
We got Lee with the Clippers. We got Trey with the Clippers. I'm taking the Nuggets. What do you got, Tass? I'll take the Clippers, too. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Come on, Denver. Let's go, baby. Or just like that, I would fall to last place. Man, this is what it's like to be the Memphis Grizzlies right now. You can really put <laughs> yourself in their shoes. It's uh, it's quite nerve-wracking, if I'm being completely honest. Okay, <laughs> I think we can call it there. Lucky 13. JD, congratulations on another record-breaking performance here. Thank you. Congratulations to you guys as well. What a run. What a run. It's pretty amazing. We're going to make it two straight weeks tomorrow, Wednesday night, uh, for our bubble wrap show. But before that even, we're going to hit the beach, guys. Why not? It's hot down here in Atlanta. We'll hit the beach to read your emails and your tweets, so keep them coming. Send them in. No dunks at theathletic.com. Tweet them in at no dunks, Inc. We'll have Beach stepping up, uh, you know, somewhat of our normal time uh, for day releases. So 1 o'clock, let's say, p.m. Eastern time. Keep an eye. Just subscribe to the podcast. You'll know right away. Check out our brand new shirt we dropped yesterday at nodunks.com. Subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Smash those likes as if you were a Giannis getting up in Mo Wagner's <laughs> face. Boom. Smash it like Lee got so pumped there. Whoa. Oh, that's a good meme. That is a future meme. Dibs on that meme. Nice. (laughs) Hey, by the way, I heard some other things were using bubble wrap in some of their productions. They will be hearing from our lawyers (laughs) shortly. We specifically called dibs on bubble wrap. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it works. We called dibs weeks ago. Um, And if you listen to the podcast on iTunes, leave your boys a sweet five-star rating and review and make sure you got to let us know your perfect temperature in your house. And if it's either in Celsius or Fahrenheit, I saw some of you are already doing that. So kudos. Yeah, somebody dropped a kudos five kudos. Celsius as yeah, their preferred temperature. Now that's a joke, right? That's a joke. I don't know. I don't even feel five like Celsius. my thermostat would go that low. I, mean, <laughs> I feel your like fridge, it stops at 16. Your fridge ideal temperature is four Celsius. Yeah. So they're living in their fridge. Yeah, that's what C.J. McCollum was doing, right? He made his hotel room into a wine fridge. Maybe this guy's trying to pull the same move, but he was in Amsterdam, so probably different substances. Well, in this uh, person's or object's defense, their Instagram handle was milk carton, so maybe they actually do uh, just straight up live in the fridge. Uh, yeah, let's call it there. Sorry, what were you going to say? No, you talk about, you know, they'll be hearing from our lawyers. Well, we might be hearing from someone else's lawyers as well. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, that's how we play this game, man. We'll get Matty O back. We'll lawyer up. Don't you worry about us. All right, let's, uh, let's call it there. Congrats on 13 straight, guys. We'll make it 14 straight tomorrow. Beach stepping to Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, and remember, the reason Yanis Tetekumpo pulled off a uh, Zinedine Zidane today, because like a good Greek like myself, the last time he watched soccer was 2004 when Zinedine Zidane was playing, and Greece was winning the Euro Cup. You remember that? Because that's my last soccer memory. What a memory it was. Took out Portugal. What a joke. They took out everyone, man. France twice. The Czechs. Uh, Yeah, the Czechs. Germany maybe as well. I don't know. Embrace the night, people! (laughs) You could stay.